Welcome to Dreams X Trash. Hey, I'm Oscar, co-host of Dreams X Trash, Kenyan living and working in Japan with dreams of being more than an unknown writer. And I'm Jason, fellow co-host of Dreams X Trash, Kenyan living in Japan and tech and art enthusiast. And Jason, what do we do here? Well, Dreams X Trash is a podcast hosted by us, two Kenyans living in Japan. We have lived in Japan for a combined period of six years, six years, and English teachers. Jesus is right. The conversations are a parasocial look at Japanese, Kenyan culture, society, history, philosophy, and a lot of bullshit that swirls around in our lives. I agree with that. And these conversations are a journey of us attempting to make sense of our lives, the world around us, and us trying to make something of what little knowledge we have. And we do have very little knowledge. And that journey starts right now. Jason, welcome to another week of Dreams X Trash. I'm here, Oscar, your co-host. How are you doing, Jason? Genki as ever. I am doing okay. I am doing yeah, you... all right. How you don't are seem you? to be doing all right. You say, I'm, I'm doing all right. That's how you sound, Jason. I'm doing all right. I'm doing so all monotone. right. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Yeah. Moving is getting on your nerves. Yeah, man. That's, yeah. that's to put it lightly. <laughs> but we'll get more. We'll get deeper into it. In a second. So let's start uh, off with the uh-huh. appreciation of the week, right? Yes. Go ahead, about. Jason. Take it away. I'd like to appreciate my dad. I'm not really sure mm. if he's listening to every single episode, but mm. he does the best to catch up whenever he can. And funny enough, a week ago, he was sharing a bunch of our YouTube videos. And mm. I just... I didn't, he didn't even tell me. I just saw his posts in a group and they're all our YouTube videos. And I was just... <laughs> it was just... Wonderful. It's just a wholesome thing. It was just a wholesome yeah, thing. Yes, it is. I mean, I mean, the same thing happens with me whereby I've been realized that my mother has been sharing a lot of our episodes. Yeah. I mean, like, here's the thing. No matter how big you want to grow, if your family, your people are not supporting you, then it means nothing, you know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And we have some amazing yeah. people. Oh, yes, we them. do. Yes, we do. So, yes, we do. Thank you so much, Dad. Thank you for everything. Thank you, Mr. Musao. Thank you so much for the support. And with that, we can go into what is the cleaning we have to do today? Uh, housekeeping. Not, not, no cleaning today. No, no housekeeping today. I think we're doing pretty good. We're keeping up with the schedule. The episodes are looking clean. We're getting like nice commentary on our episodes. We're getting good views. I mean, a decent number of listens. I'm glad at the direction we're headed, Jason. I'm very happy with it. Actually, with the the last guest episode, did pretty pretty well. Yes, yes. Thank you, Stephen. The episode is doing really good. Yeah, um, yeah. one of our best episodes yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Mr. Stephen, out there, we appreciate you and we love you. Mm, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And with that, let's go into the trash bag. How much is it at now? One thousand two hundred. If yes. I'm not mistaken. I am paying seven hundred. You're paying five hundred. Yep, yep. The yep. website isn't updated, but I've written it down here. Okay, thank you, thank you, Jason. So let's make that money. Let's make the money, Jason. Swear for cancer, swear for cancer. Swear for. 
<laughs> Sorry for cancer, that is right. It's all for a good cause, so just swear. Swear for a good cause. Swear, swear away, swear away. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Okay, okay. So what's today's theme, Oscar? Uh, so first we thought starting up with the trending topic, aren't we? Ah, yes, the trending topic. So mm. there's this video of mm-hmm. recently there was an intersex Polish uh, MMA tournament. Mm-hmm. And there's a viral video that's been circling Reddit and Twitter. And honestly, people have just been creating so many horrific and horrifically hilarious memes out of it. But mm-hmm. it speaks to a di- deeper issue, you know, the whole male versus females in sports, specifically mm-hmm. physical, like combative and direct contact sports, right? Mm-hmm. Not like tennis and stuff like that, but even tennis, though, that's, that can be a problem. What what are your main what are your main views on this? You know, males and females, males versus females in sports. Oscar, I honestly think that if you want to do it, you should go ahead and try. Then you'll see firsthand whether or not it's <laughs> it actually works out. You know, I mean, they, they I have heard I have I've not seen the video, but I have heard of a fight whereby a woman fighter beat a male fighter. So it's it's obvious it can be done. It can be done. But uh, what, what 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 what? Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, thinking about it logically, it's not that it can never happen, right? But mm-hmm. the chances of it happening, the chances are very small. The chances are very small. Yes, and like if okay. So here's the thing. If okay, so let's look at the top female fighters in the world. I can't win a fight against either one, any one of them. There's no way. Yeah, they'll destroy me. They'll destroy me, right? Yeah. yeah but yeah. if I was trained, if I was as equally as trained as them, I don't think they have a chance against me. They don't. Yeah. They probably I'm, I'm not don't. a trained fighter. Yeah. So and I think that's the issue. If we're looking at level of skill, it is possible for women to be more skilled than a man. Obviously. Obviously. But men come with the natural physical upper body strength, which is just I think it's worlds away from women. And uh, I think I'm not sure. No, it is, it is, it is. We have science to back us up because we have to toss mm-hmm. run, right? Mm-hmm. which is a major contributor to how much muscle we can build the broader shoulders the density of our bones is stronger as well there's mm-hmm. all these mm-hmm. different things that just contribute to us being bulkier and much mm-hmm. more sturdy mm-hmm. warriors and we needed the testosterone because our ancestors were killers <laughs> they, <laughs> they were, were killers, eh? they were killing each other let's be honest they were killing each other yeah. so the testosterone was needed yeah. and um I think the wisdom, the social wisdom we've kept for the longest time is that female and most male and female sports should be separated mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just to avoid. There's so many videos out there where like a man is transitioning into being a woman. Mm-hmm. So and then she joins like an MMA or a direct contact sports and she just completely mm-hmm. destroys the female opposition. Like, there's so many more videos of that that it's actually really disturbing. And mm-hmm. the Polish, the recent Polish competition was one of them where. And you know what? You know, I, I don't want to be rude or anything. I didn't even notice that that was mm-hmm. a man, transi- a, a, a female transitioning. I didn't notice that I was transgender woman. I thought oh, it, it was. A... I, I didn't notice either. It right. Is... It is a transgender woman. They're both female. Oh. Oh, okay. I mean, they okay. So, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> That's my point, I didn't right? Even realize she's yeah. so early in transitioning. You just thought you were looking at a man, right? Mm, mm. And then 
it turns out that that's a transgender person. And you're just like, is this legal? That's that's what I was thinking. Is Wait, this okay, legal? So correct me if I'm wrong. So this, the the individual who looks like he's, like they are male, was initially female or, any, or it was initially male? What is it? Male. Male. Okay, 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 okay. So they're, they're just at the beginning of the transition towards being a female. And yes, they were allowed to, yes, exactly. Oh, okay. And they were allowed okay. to participate. Okay. Oh, and you I can see, see, see they're built like a man, right? Yep, yep. And yep. then the other side, you have a female who's has huge muscle mass for a woman, first of all. You can tell she's worked mm. really, really hard. Probably five years, mm. six years on that body, mm. right? Mm. And mm. she just gets utterly trashed to your... <laughs> it's not yeah. even fair. Yeah. The... It, it can't be. It shouldn't be allowed. It's... I mean, so here's the thing, right? Even let's let's take domestic abuse as a as an example. It's called domestic abuse because it's a man. It tends to be a man beating a woman, right? Yeah. If I live with my male roommate and I beat up my male roommate, I don't think it's gonna be domestic abuse. It's just two guys fighting, even though one guy is being destroyed, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Do you even the reason why it's, it's called domestic abuse is because there's a, it's there's a weaker there's in quotes. The stronger sex physically is assaulting the weaker sex physically again, right? Mm, that's part of why everyone used to say, like, hey, if you hit a woman, it's cowardly, right? Yes. yes Even yes. now, the whole reason why, you know, as a man, one of the worst things you can do, one of the most taboo things you can do is hit a woman. Mm-hmm. Because we all know one of the worst things is the strong picking on the weak. Mm-hmm. I think that's a mm-hmm. very strong... What? It's a very strong narrative that we have in our minds an idea that goes back way back and it's it 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 it, 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 it calls to our innate sense of justice you know yes 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 do you know animals have an innate sense of justice some animals do how so elephants crows like elephants so the justice it's obviously the studies they define justice in a very particular way right Mm-hmm. But the idea is that animals understand when they're being wronged. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they will remember things. Mm-hmm. An elephant that was shot at by a human being, months mm-hmm. later on, will attack that very specific human being. They remember mm-hmm. that something happened mm-hmm. to them. Or something, mm-hmm. this person caused harm to them. So they'll mm-hmm. come back for quote-unquote revenge. Mm-hmm. Or justice, or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And... Just coming back to us, when we see like, when we see a man hitting a woman, we all, at least I'd, I'd like to think the majority of us see that as wrongdoing. Something's not right there. Mm-hmm. And but then I, I think as human beings, we go a step further and, and ask like, it is possible, and we, I think we do ask this nowadays. No, I think all through history. When a woman, so when a man hits a woman, not not beats her, no no not 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 a beating, like a, hits her like a slap. Mm-hmm. We want to find out personally, personally. I want to find out what made him do that. W- what did she do? I think when is I was... he just an aggressive man, or mm-hmm. is there something that happened in the situation to make him do that? Mm-hmm. Because I think just being in quotes a normal man, I don't think you go around slapping women, right? Oh, I. Most men. So, I, <laughs> like, yeah, so I think let's say most men. Yeah, do. Most men don't just go around slapping women. So, I, yes. so when, a, when a man that I would consider again in quotes normal, no, a normal man slaps a woman, I want to find out what happened. 
why right, 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 right. pushed him to that to that place you know i i um, actually lost my what i wanted to say but basically i do agree with what you're saying and i think we should uh, post this video somewhere on instagram we'll post something yeah. on instagram so people can see for themselves and have their own ideas i i think it's just funny that we have an idea of, hey don't touch women it's cowardly to touch women and in the same society we're also suddenly pushing male transgender women to compete with women despite them having male physique their male physique intact and their male bodies that have been built up through years and years of the testosterone in their bodies and i was pushing that as fair I think number one it goes into semantics. Number one, if the person calls themselves a woman, then they should be allowed to compete in women in women's sports, right? That, But you know, one. do you remember Joe Rogan's joke about that? The one Brock Lesnar no, no. one? No. He's like <laughs> he was giving a hypothetical. If Brock Lesnar woke up one morning and said, "Hey, I I'm assuming everyone knows who Brock Lesnar is, by the way." I Brock Lesnar giant wrestler he was a beast of a man I, i wish i could show everyone a picture but he's a, he's a monster he's a monster he's one of those like guys who looks like they're just a tank you know <laughs> if you, just think of like game of thrones the mountain that type of person right and yeah. then him wakes up one day and decides he's a woman mm. would everyone say that would be fair <laughs> like you know, jerogan even said what i'm saying you know He was even continuing he said if if Brock Lesnar woke up one day and said I'm going to fuck you Jerome would be like he can't do anything <laughs> 100 yen 100 yen Jason 100 yen <laughs> but I'm quoting Jerome though <laughs> okay yeah okay so I, I do get that like but you know the thing is if you look at what's happening in the west America especially I think they've gone so far where I think if Brock Lesnar actually decides he's a woman today everyone will be forced to accept it I think it will throw right. the left into a loop honestly because it would be Man, clearly yeah. unfair if a man no, like that became a woman listen, and listen, Jason, against Jason. the left are now saying that not the I'm not saying okay not the left but this social justice warriors whatever they are that they're side claiming of the left yeah. yes the extreme left let me call it the far extreme they are claiming that men can give birth what's happening Jason what's oh, happening oh right right <laughs> men who were previously no men who their body the sex of their body is female so they've transitioned into being women so transgender women technically no no sorry sorry no. sorry transgender men transgender men women who have transitioned into being a man but they still have their genitalia Jason listen to this do you know healthline.com healthline.com yeah yeah So it's it's just a website where people look up health conditions and stuff like you mm-hmm. get this one of those sites where by view if you have some symptoms you go up and look and it comes up first right mm-hmm. oh you if you have these symptoms you might have this so I've op- I've just typed in google can men get pregnant and this health this healthline article came up the title is called can men get pregnant and it's the first <laughs> oh <laughs> it says Is it possible? Yes, it's possible for men to be, become pregnant and give birth to children of their own. In fact, it's in fact, it's probably a lot more common than you might think. 
what the fuck is happening? What the fuck is happening? Wow, you are very loud there, but yeah. I can't believe. Like, oh man, what's what's happening? And so, in order to explain, we need to break down some common mis- misconceptions about how we understand the term man. Oh <laughs> no! What are they doing? Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh, what's just, happening? I don't know what's happening, honestly. Like, if we can't even be- begin to like agree on such basic terms such as sex and gender. And that sex is your biological orientation, while gender is more of the social construct behind how your biological sex should operate in society. So, mm. so one is basically what your body is, right? And the other one is where the cultural rules and unsaid laws behind your sex. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, I understand that. I understand that. How society expects your gender, how your society expects your sex to operate, basically. That's what gender is. Man, I don't know. I don't know. Like, and this I, is hey, here's the thing. I'm, I'm describing here's this in a social way, in a social terms, right? I know there's a much more deeper psychology to gender than just that, but I don't yeah, want to yeah, touch yeah. on psychology because I'm not sure penis on. So, yeah, I, I I get it. Like, you know. I appreciate that we're trying to be non-discriminatory, we're trying to accept everyone. It's a wonderful thing, you know, like, there are trans people, there are people who are... Hey, one of our know, kids in... might be trans too, right? Exactly, exactly. I, I, I appreciate that, I, I appreciate acceptance. But I think now we're moving beyond acceptance into forcing everyone to swallow whatever they give us, you know? It's a uh, dream. Dreamland, La La Land. It's like it's like today I've decided I'm a woman, and Jason, you must accept no matter what, no <laughs> matter what, Jason. And if you don't, you're cancelled. If you don't, you're a you're a bigot, you know. Like, come on, come on. Are we, why are we going so far? We don't have to do this. Like, let's just accept people for who they are. Let's leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. I, I don't funny, have to force I, everyone. I, funny enough, I watched the Bill Maher monologue, one of his opening monologues. I haven't watched this show in a long time, but this one was an interesting one. Where he, he had a good point. He said transphobia. Everyone's calling mm. Dave Chappelle a transphobic person. Mm. Mm. Dave Chappelle's transphobic. Mm. Everyone has literally forgotten what transphobic means. The one, the mm. word phobia is attached yeah. to irrational fear towards something. Mm. Yeah. Is Dave, does Dave have an irrational fear of transgender people? No, he doesn't. So this whole, tra- he's transphobic, you know, he's homophobic. The way we throw around these terms so easily, we misuse them. The left has been misusing it. But then I will make an words, argument that he said words. I will make just, the argument that words don't have meaning anymore. That's what he was I will make to the say. argument that the word phobia okay it refers to rational fear, but I am making the argument that in order to hate something, you must have some level of fear towards that thing. I don't think it's possible. Okay, maybe it is, but I feel like more a lot of fear or a lot of hatred is based off of an intensified intensified fear mm. yeah so like like okay so in kenya of course homosexuality is illegal or rather homosexual acts and the reason why people i think well, this is an, an argument i've had in kenya growing up that we don't want to have gay people around because what if they try and do something to me 
right? That sounds like you're scared, right? You're scared. Yeah, that argument sounds born out of fear. Yeah, and that's argument. Like, I'm sure you've had that argument before in Kenya yourself, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, those gay men might rape me. It's like, huh, I don't think they might. <laughs> but we do hear that quite a lot in Kenya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's where the word pho- why phobia is used with homosexual, almost uh, like homophobia, transphobia. Like, yeah, low level intensified fear becomes hate. But you do agree it has been misused the way people are throwing it around so easily. I mean, yeah, people are throwing people are throwing the word Nazi around easily as well nowadays. It's like, what's a Nazi, man? You know, um, everyone is a Nazi. Yeah, that's one. Of, like nowadays, it's like you just if you don't like what someone is saying, you just throw them a negative label and it's okay it's done the argument is finished yes, yes, Jason, yes, yes. If, I, if I call you a Nazi it's like okay no, whatever you have to say from now on doesn't matter you know? a, you're a Nazi now I'm a black Nazi exactly if I, whatever I call you if, I, if you have any points against you know trans, the transgender movement if I call you transphobic so like whatever you say now doesn't matter I feel because like because obviously what you're saying is based off of bigotry right 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 I feel yeah. like that would be a wonderful premise for a movie though a black Nazi the I'm same sure way it's out there. I'm sure it's out there, man. I'm sure it's out there. The same way they whatever remember Boondocks did with uh, Uncle Ruckus, mm-hmm. just running that premise in a Nazi setting, Nazi Germany mm. setting. I think that would be so funny, and just making a comedy. Mm. Um, the, I think the social commentary you could probably do that would be really, really, really. Assuming you can write really well, you can go far, mm-hmm. you know. Anyway. Man, they- yeah. One last thing. One last thing. Uh, so my brother sent. He posted something on YouTube a few years back, a few weeks back, and it's a 1992 movie. Wait, 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 wait. A uh, few weeks back, or a few years? Few weeks. It's a movie. He just posted like an like the the quote he posted on Facebook on Instagram was like, "Don't search sci-fi film from 1992 in Google." Right. Okay. So I went. Of course, I was curious. What's this? So I went out and searched sci-fi movie from 1992 uh-huh. it was something of, of that the quote was something of that kind uh-huh. and the, the movie I found out is called Gay Niggas from Outer Space <laughs> Gay Niggas that's the name of the movie <laughs> yeah the movie is called Gay Niggas from Outer Space wow I, I, I actually want to check it out now and the blurb on the movie is like extraterrestrial extraterrestrial beings travel to the travel the galaxy to free men oppressed by females to make way for an entirely homosexual society. Wait, the females are yep. oppressing them? Yeah. That's crazy, yo. I need to check this out. That sounds so absurd. Yep. yep. But I already love the premise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's it. That that's, is it. That is it. You know, this is going to be a conversation we'll talk about in the future again. This not is not definitely. the end. So, let's just jump right into the main theme. What is the main theme? today Oscar. Uh, the main theme of today is economics and the class struggle according to Karl Marx according to Karl I'm Marx kidding. wait we're bringing up no I'm not no, no but it's like hey just uh, the difference in classes in Japan and the rest of the world especially Kenya because we come from there so, so coming Jason. from Kenya where do we start mm-hmm. let's start with Kenya mm-hmm. what classes were we in I will say we're doing pretty well I mean, our parents worked pretty hard. I think we were yes, yes, yes. up there. We were somewhere up there. We we're not in the bottom. That was a joke I used to tell a lot of people at university. My parents are rich. Mm. I'm not rich, man. 
yeah, I think our parents worked pretty hard, so we lived comfortable lives, you and I. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Let, let's just say that we lived very comfortably. We let's say we, was, we didn't want for anything. We didn't want for anything. I was properly spoiled. Nice middle class kid who was spoiled. Mm. So it was good, a very good life, actually. Yeah, you know, like some of the things being in Japan now and being an adult and dealing with taxes and and rent and all these bills they have to pay. I look back at my childhood and realize that I never consider the price of things. You know. Not even once. That's how I know. I, I never spoiled. thought about it. Yeah, I never thought about it. It's like even recently, uh, my wife and was asking me like, some once in a while I go out and buy snacks because okay, I want to buy some crisps or have some nice cakes or whatever, right? Right, right, right. And when when I'm going out to buy snacks, because it's a once in a while thing, I never look at the price. So my wife was asking me, Oscar, do you look at the price when you're buying the snacks? Like, no, I don't. Mm. <laughs> you know, and it's 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 a habit from my childhood because I never thought of the price as a kid. I actually never did. I think that's a good sign of a good childhood. Money was never a question or a thing for you in these situations. It yes, was just and even if, and even if it was, our parents always kept it away from us. We never had to worry. We never had to worry. Yep. You know? Can you imagine being the kid who grows up and you hear your, and your your father, your mother tells you, "Dude, I don't think you can pay rent this month." You know? Or seeing your parents haggle for everything. Every yes, little snack, yes, every yes, little thing, yeah. because that's a reality for lots of people in Kenya, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we were definitely yeah. like middle class. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. funny because mm-hmm. in being in Kenya, I think our we've talked about this a bit previously. Our environments are similar, mm-hmm. where we were middle class, so we had glimpses of upper class kids Mm -hmm. we would see them or like we would know someone who knows them Mm -hmm. or maybe they might even be in the same school as us Mm -hmm. I would realize oh wow we're not that rich right Mm -hmm. but we would Mm -hmm. also be close enough to the low class people or the people who have um, less than us Mm -hmm. so being middle class um, there's there's that potential to be right in the middle there and you can see views of all the classes you know Mm -hmm. And I like, for example, for me, going going to school, right? Mm-hmm. Earlier on in my life, you used to have a driver. That's how I know we had a really good life, by the way. We had a fucking driver. Another, another, I know, another hundred yen. But I had to use the F word there to emphasize we had a driver, man. <laughs> a driver who would just take us to school and from school. Mm-hmm. That, just thinking about it now, I'm just thinking about it now. That's so crazy we had for me a car is a dream right now just owning one car we had a driver anyway sorry so we had a driver who would take us back and forth when it was that i never used to realize in high school or like Mm. going into high school when we started taking the bus we used to go through a lot of like some of the lower what less wealthier neighborhoods in mombasa Mm-hmm. And I would see the kinds of houses other kids would come out of. Or I'd see, mm-hmm. like, the other schools and stuff like that. So I saw more of the environment because of the bus would take a longer route around Mombasa, right? So the bus used to take a longer route around Mombasa. This gave me the opportunity to really see how other people were living. Like, I think one of the more important things was that, like what you said, the exposure. 
as a mm. kid our parents never exposed us to those other elements giving us the idea of like hey our lifestyles are actually pretty pretty good you know you just thought this is the way life is but when you yeah, actually yeah. get exposed and see how other people are living and you see how less fortunate other people are it really opens up your eyes and this was something i used to see almost every day right mm-hmm. i wasn't just with the school bus right that's just one example there was also like whenever you used to go to shag's grandparents place you'd see the countryside and you see people who are living with so little so very little and yet they're content. almost nothing almost nothing well, like, i think this is the in japan people talk of countryside inaka versus city life right yeah and in Japan, when people talk of countryside, they just mean like, oh, there, there are not so many buildings, there is no subway, you know, there, there are a lot of rice fields around, you know, that kind of thing, right? But I always tell the Japanese folks that when I speak of the countryside in Kenya, I mean no electricity, no, no water. running water. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. So it's, it's massively different. It's worlds apart. Transportation is just like, you might even have a donkey. That's transportation mm-hmm. right there. And you're walking. That's your transportation. Yeah. It's only now, I guess, with more roads coming up lately, matatus are actually like, like back oh, yeah, in so the day. Ma- for the listeners, matatus are basically it's basically a minivan used for public transportation in Kenya. Yes, 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 yes. So those minivans never used to reach my grandparents' house at all. Mm-hmm. You needed a car to get to my mm-hmm. grandparents' place mm-hmm. back in the day. Now you can get a transportation, public transportation. You can get a matatu done. Mm-hmm. We never used to have electricity 10, 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now we have electricity and running water. Oh man, I remember as a kid, actually up until maybe 10 years ago, the, whenever we went to my father's hometown, there was actually no electricity. So if you have, we, of course, we all had smartphones, right? Or was just cell phones. Mm. So if you want to charge your phone, we had to run up a particular hill to mm. one guy's house who had electricity. There was one guy in the village who had electricity up in the hills. And you have to pay him so he can charge your phone for you. A conyo. No, not even yeah. solar. No. Ah, yeah. okay, 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 okay. Wow. And now coming, taking that back, coming from that reality. Um, how would you say, how would you describe, this is the way I try to describe, how would you describe the class structure in Kenya? Do you think it's stable? So I think in Kenya, there's a, there's a very large low class based off of global ideals, you know, less than a dollar a day or up to a dollar a day. I think there's a massive chunk of Kenya that still lives that way. I think the middle class is growing rapidly as well. I don't know about now with Corona and how, how the economy in Kenya is going is doing right now, but I think the middle class has been growing and the upper class, it's tiny, but that's also growing because man, like talking about those the ultra rich in Kenya. You're right. We we do know those people, right? We were in those circles. Yeah. We so literally think, in USIU had one of um, our university. Sorry, USIU. It had one of um, Jomo Kenyatta. Was it Jomo Kenyatta? No, it was Kibaki's grandsons, right? Yes, yes, yes. And Kibaki is the former Kibaki president of the, Kenya, and yeah, yeah his president. Yeah. 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 So I think we have seen those. We have been around the super rich. The the actual billionaires, actual billionaires, you know? Yeah. In dollars, not in shillings, in dollars. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that group is also going in Kenya. I think maybe, hmm, I don't know about, still, number. I think the number one is still the, the low class in Kenya. That's the largest group to this day. For sure. 
I agree. As opposed to Japan, whereby I feel like the middle class is the largest group. I've not seen. I've only seen two, no, three people. I would categorize as being in poverty. Three people. I've Japan. seen like in in Osaka, you see a lot of homeless people around, and I would say they're in poverty. But hmm, even Me. the homeless in Japan are not the yeah. same as the homeless in Kenya. You yes. Know? When when I see the homeless in Japan, they they walk around with with like their gear for you know their camping gear and stuff. You know, yeah. not really camping gear, but they have things they they set out in the night to sleep you know and so it seems like even though they are homeless their lifestyle seems stable they're not walking around borrowing money as opposed to nairobi for you remember mombasa the homeless come and knock on, on car windows you know begging for money you know begging for food it's not the same here in japan have you ever been begged in japan for money no okay yes one woman has asked me for money but so i i actually asked her why why ask asking for money and she told me she wants to go to a net cafe so she can take a shower. I was asked uh, by an old man for a hundred mm. yen because he wanted to buy ramen. And mm. I, just by looking in his face, I could tell like, whew, you know when, you know when someone has been through something, you can see something that's just weighing down in their eyes. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm, didn't. It mm-hmm. didn't seem like an act to me. So I just like gave him hundred yen. Oh no no! I think in Japan. I think anywhere in the world, I think if someone is going to ask a stranger for money, they are down in the dumps. They're, they're down in the dumps, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's one thing to ask your friend or your family for money, but to ask a random stranger, please help me out. A foreigner, I think you, too. Yes, you, you are, you are really bad. You are really bad off. And you know how I know it was serious. He didn't ask me in English. He asked me in Japanese. That's how yeah, like, yeah. That's um. He doesn't even know I can understand Japanese. So it's just a mm-hmm. complete gamble on his part. Yes, yes, yes. And now, so how would you, wh- where would you categorize yourself in here in Japan? Low class, middle class, upper class? Low, middle class, lower, lower middle class. Because mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think here the needle, like you said, has been moved up. Yes, so yes, there's a yes, huge yes. middle class. And because mm-hmm. there's a huge middle class, there's a lot more people you compare yourself to. Mm-hmm. And... I would say my lifestyle is pretty similar to what it was in Kenya. <laughs> in the sense that I have the same things, I can get the same things. It might even be <laughs> easier to get the same things, actually. <laughs> but there's just a lot more wealth and abundance here than it is in Kenya. <laughs> and <laughs> we see that, I know for a fact, me and you see it every day, and anyone who comes to Japan will see it. <laughs> With how everything's clean, like you said, there's no one who's begging. It's very, very... Even when you say homeless people in Osaka, I think that's a problem specific to Osaka, right? Yes, yes, yes. In other cities, there's no such thing. At least mm-hmm. they hide it pretty well. Mm-hmm. And the public services such as education, police, um, fire services, it's all high class, man. Everything's just Everything so works. high quality. Everything, Everything works, works, exactly. Yes, that's it. I think that that's the thing we lack in Kiki is that so in Japan, there are some cases of corruption. Actually, let's even forget Japan for a second. I was talking to one of my co-workers who she's, she's Chinese, but she grew up in the UK. And so I was asking her about corruption in China. Mm. And she was telling me that there's corruption in China, but you don't really see it, right? Mm. It, like, and if, if it is, like, you, if you're a politician, you're found to be corrupt. Mm. You know, they put you away very quickly. You know, like you disappear or you put in jail. It's pretty quick, right? Mm. 
So it's it's not something that people are used to hearing. Oh, this lady is corrupt. This individual is corrupt. But in Kenya, the corruption is so obvious. Like we actually just laugh about it now, right? It's been like, a joke for many years. Yeah, like nothing. No, okay, nothing is. I'm hype. That's hyperbolic. But things tend not to work in Kenya, right? The government will give you will throw out big plans, especially during around election time and campaigning time, right? They make this massive promises. Will build highways, will build stadiums. Like the vice president, he was saying he's going to build 47 stadiums in all the counties in Kenya. You know, like what happened to that? You know, what happened to that? When I was living in Kenya in 2014, mm. okay, so the elections were in 2013, right? For the general elections. Was that Uhuru uh, versus Raila? The Raila, usual, yeah, usual yeah. deal. Usual deal. Well, there were so, two rounds, right? That was 2013. Yes, huh? That was the 2013. So in 2013, Uhuru made the promise that if he wins. He's going to give every elementary school student a laptop. <laughs> Laptops, I remember. What happened to that deal? That was almost a decade ago. What happened to those laptops? You know, people just say, you you know it's like in Kenya your word means nothing. As far as our leaders are concerned, your words mean nothing. Mm-hmm. We don't even care anymore. Like okay, they'll promise us just just we just vote for the sake of voting. It's like actually I decided as a Kenyan, I will never vote. I will never vote in Kenya, never ever. It's like, why am I voting? It's just the same guys. It's literally all the same people. Since I was born, the elections have just been for the same people over and over again. It is the same, same literally. party, the same people. No, 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 not even the same party. It's literally the same people, the same individuals over and over again. Raila like, has been there for how many elections? Raila, it's the dude won't die. It's like it's, he'll be, <laughs> he'll be here forever. <laughs> and it's like. He's struggling so hard. It's like he has it in his in his head that he deserves to be the president. And we've singled, we've singled it down to people. Can we talk about the families, like the Odinga family? Yes, Odinga family, which is Raila's family, Kenyatta family. Think, okay, it's for the listeners. Yeah, for the listeners. It's... For the listeners, number one, Uhuru. Ke- sorry, Jomo Kenyatta was our first president. Our current president is Uhuru Kenyatta, his son. The opposition. Yep. The, of the position is called Raila Odinga. The first, the first vice, vice president, president yeah. was called what? What something Odinga? What was his name? I don't anyway, know anyway, yeah. the the current leader of the position is the son of the first vice president of Kenya. <laughs> yeah, just to show you how deep family, it's a family dynasty basically. Family dynasty is, is a real thing in Kenya. We have kingdom. We have em- kingdoms in Kenya. It's a kingdom. We just call democracy. We don't have democracy. We literally just vote because we were told here stamp this sign sign your name here check this box that's a vote. We yep. what we have is called electoral knowledge. We don't have civil knowledge. We don't know what this will do. Like we have people in in government called MCAs. What do they do? I don't know what the hell they do. They don't know. No one seems to know what they do, but we just vote for them because they are there. Check the box. You know. <laughs> Who are they? Who are they? <laughs> were there were there any ever were there ever any struggles in Kenya that you faced here in Japan or vice versa struggles that you've had here in Japan? Uh, This is financial, financial, to... economic, relating to like our middle class upbringing. So, like going back to my, like of course when I was in Kenya, I was living under the protection of my parents, so I never faced any financial challenges in Kenya. At least they were never obvious to me. I never saw any that I felt like, okay, fuck, like fuck, okay, hundred yen. 
I never faced anything that made me feel like we're in trouble, right? Mm. But here in Japan, like I think I mentioned in the last episode, whereby when Yumiko, my wife and I, got married, we moved in together, we just had like a room with a futon. We had nothing else. So when I first moved to Japan and got married, I was poor, Jason. I wasn't like <laughs> lower middle class. No, I was poor. I was poor. <laughs> <laughs> living paycheck to paycheck I mean there were, this is something that I always tell my friends there was one point when my wife and I got together whereby we were literally counting coins so we could buy ramen you told me the popcorn story too popcorn? I don't which one is this? where you guys were eating popcorn for dinner oh yes 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 man so I'm telling you like when I first came to Japan I was poor I not not when I when I first came to Japan I was a student but when I came back and like to settle down my wife and I were poor we were poor Jason right so here in Japan I've come to learn how to watch out for my money you know to, right you know I've, I've, I've had almost every job there is to have here in Japan I've been a bartender I've worked for a travel agency I've been a lumberjack I've worked in a convenience store uh, I've taught English what else have I done I've done construction. I've done so many things, Jason. Right? Mm. But in Kenya, I never thought about looking for a job so I can eat. You know, I never had to think about that. My only job in Kenya was go to school. You know? Right, 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 right. So here in Japan, yes, I, I have, I've, I've lived in fear of, of poverty in Japan. I, I have lived like that in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there was, there was a time in the past where I literally had to ask my parents in Kenya for money, you know? Like, please send me money, like I can't pay the rent this month. In Japan? In Japan, yeah. In my first year when I came here, uh, when Yumiko and I got married, like I actually had to ask my parents for money. It was that bad, you know? And that's always, like, in the mind of an adult, that's always, like, a side of... Yeah, like, it hurts I messed you. up. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it hurts you. It's, it hurts my ego to ask my parents for money. Like, you're an adult now. You should take care of your own bills. They're like, no, mom, please help me. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, because right now having the, the moving expenses and there's a lot of things and problems that have happened when moving, I spent mm-hmm. a lot more money than I ever thought I would ever spend. Mm-hmm. And even now, it's, I'm just lucky because I saved enough money. Mm-hmm. I was able to, I'm able to survive, keep on going. Mm-hmm. It's the anxiety of not knowing when your next paycheck is coming in. Because right now I'm shifting mm-hmm. in through jobs. Mm-hmm. And when you have a certain amount of expenses and you don't really know where the next paycheck or next like payout is coming from, it, there's a kind of stress that comes with that, right? It's mm. like it's. How would you describe that? This first of going with it. Living to paycheck to paycheck. Let me. This is how I dealt with it. I went out and I got drunk. That's how I was dealing with it. That's how I was dealing with it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't really good, you know. I mean, like, yeah, that's that's how I dealt with it. Because... I wasn't mature enough. I wasn't mature enough to sit down and look at my problems i was always running away from my problems and that's why my problems persisted for a long time right i think now i'm at a place where i can actually sit down and say okay i have to deal with abcd but back then man i wasn't i think you being in coming to japan how old were you when you came to japan Mm, 25 25 two years ago yeah 25 so when i came to japan initially i was 19 
I mean, I, and I was a student then. So when I came back and said, tried to settle down, I was 21. Mm. I just, I literally came from my parents' home to Japan, right? Mm-hmm. To live with Yumiko. I didn't know how to deal with rent. I didn't know how to deal with like budgets, right? So when, when Yumiko is telling me, Oscar, we have, you know, we're struggling this month. We have to worry about ABCD. That was too overwhelming for me coming from such a posh life in Kenya. It was too overwhelming. I couldn't take it. I would just run away. Like, okay, I'm out of here. I'm going out to drink with my friends. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's like I couldn't deal with that. I, I actually, like, it's a miracle I'm here right now living in a nice apartment. Like, <laughs> I, my rent right now is really high. It's really high, right? Mm. Like, if if I if I'm to meet that 21-year-old Oscar and tell him, Oscar, in a few years, your rent is going to be this much. I don't think that guy would believe it. It's crazy how much I'm paying right now for rent. But I, I can afford it and I can pay rent without worrying about next month. Like, how will I survive? No, I'm just paying it, right? You're paying it and you're saving money too and you have a child. Yes, 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 yes. So I can do all this now. But back then, it's like, if you tell me like, Oski, in a few years, you're going to have a kid. You're going to live in central Osaka. You're going to be paying this much for rent. You're going to have to pay for daycare. It's I was like, how? How is that even possible? Uh-uh. Yeah, but now here I am. I'm living this middle-class life and it seems did easy. You, did you feel like your health dropped during that period? Because I, I can feel my health dropping now a little bit. Uh, like going again back to drinking. Drinking confuses everything, Jason. You don't know what's wrong and what's right anymore. Like if, if my health dropped, it did drop because I was stressed or did drop because I was drinking way too much. I don't you know. Tell. I can't tell you. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and I was, I was also having fun when I was drunk. So it's like I didn't really matter. If I was getting a few headaches here and there, you know. Because I've, I've been getting a lot more headaches and I've not been sleeping properly. So I was just mm. thinking, and this is just anxiety that's been around for just a couple of weeks. Can you imagine living like this for two, three years? No, no, no. How you, that you, would, you can't. how that would shape your body. Man, you. Look, you lose your you, you, number one. You lose your hair as a guy. You'll just lose your hair. You go bald, Jason. Number two, you get that nice, beautiful <laughs> beer belly. The one, the one Kenyan men love to have. <laughs> they love to have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Number three, man, it's it's going to break everything. Like you, you can see it in people's eyes. You know, someone who's been broken down by stress. You can see it in their eyes. They 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 seem lifeless. They seem like they're almost falling apart. Like a, something yes, simple yes. would just break them completely. Yes, yes, yes. And which it does. It tends to. They walk, even the way they walk, man. They walk with no with no strength, no upright posture. It's just like the wind is blowing them away. And yeah, I'm, I would I definitely say I'm very blessed too. Just being... Like what you said, if I was 19, Oscar put in the same situations as you were, or if I was put in the same situations I am right now, I wouldn't have survived. I didn't have the maturity or the the life experience to deal with facing some of my problems. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to survive Pepe if I was 19 or 20. Neither would I. Straight like, up. I, I look back at the guy who was a few years back, and, you know, I shy away in embarrassment just from the memories. It's like, I can't believe I was that guy. You know, it's like, yet you're here. Me? Yet you're yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Yet you're here. You're still here. So you yeah. can look back at embarrassment all you want, but somehow you've lived through it. You're here. Yep, yep. 
that says something about us. Yeah, it, it does. It should. It should. I think it, it goes back to how what we were saying at the beginning of this 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 evolution of the podcast where we say like right now I I want to be a loser right now compared to who I who I will be in the next 5 years and I can say compared to 5 years ago I'm a winner I'm a winner right now right mm. if I if I can meet that guy from 5 years ago right now he'll be embarrassed to walk next to me you know mm-hmm. as as much as I might feel negative about myself today I'm definitely nothing like I was five years ago. Nothing, nothing. I hope just one day, five years, I'll look back and be like, all those Jasons, all the past Jasons were absolute jerks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I keep on praying for that to happen because that just shows growth. It just shows growth when you look back and you see you feel embarrassed or shame or anything like that. It just shows that you're better than you were. Mm-hmm. Previously. And that every day that you're growing, and like you said, the podcast is a perfect analogy for that, because we've yes, talked about yes. it the way we've started, and look at where we are now. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. still so much we can do, right? And... I think it goes back to the, to the idea of taking up responsibility, being being willing to take up responsibility. As a young man, you're frightened, right? Like the word responsibility seems like a negative thing, you know? Yes, I'm not really sure where the negativity, the negative. Uh, opinion or impression comes from. Yeah, same here. It may, maybe it comes from okay for me personally. Being a kid, it's like whenever I, it's like whenever I was punished in school, it's because I wasn't being responsible in quotes, right? It seemed like responsibility was a burden, burden, and whenever I refused to take it, there was always a stick waiting for me. <laughs> But I didn't want the burden. I didn't want the burden, and you know, so now that I feel like okay, I'm an adult now. I don't have to take responsibility and there would be a stick if I don't take responsibility. <laughs> and I think But responsibility always... in a lot of situations means doing things the right way and doing things the right way always doing things the right way. There's a lot of places there's a lot of situations where the right way isn't the easy way and I think that's a It's, big problem. Yes, 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 yes. There is something yeah, my my father told me once that ask whenever something comes easy just leave it alone. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Yeah, that's actually very good advice because that's been yeah been true for a lot of situations I'd say I've seen you know the easier way has this, always led to problems. This is something like this. I'm not okay. This is something I've experienced myself. Whenever you meet a woman, and it's too easy to get her into bed, walk away, yes. walk away quickly, yes. run. Yes. You know, <laughs> I gave I always give my analogy of I told my friends all of this. It's like. If this restaurant is a five-star restaurant mm. and they invited you over Oscar and they mm. said have anything on the menu mm. you want this five-course meal have it everything is for free you want some tea you have some wine you want the the, the barbecue chicken you have everything have everything and you're just there eating 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 and you're just enjoying mm. it but at mo- some moment you'll just sit back and go like wait what is the catch 22 <laughs> exactly. what is what is the catch 22 right now what is going on here you know you would just be like if it's a yeah, really good good to be true <laughs> exactly if it's a really good product a really good service they wouldn't be offering it for free mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and people feel the same way people think of them the same way uh, the same way like if you have really if you have something to offer you're not going to give it 
easily to just anyone yes. and everyone yes right yes you're gonna vet yes. people you're gonna make people work for it if you think mm-hmm. people are worthy of them then you know you hook up with them mm-hmm. or they give you they give you that opportunity to be in their lives yes 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 so when somebody especially if she's, it's a super hot chick and she's like really eager to get you into the bed man she's gonna steal your credit card or harvest your organs <laughs> she's gonna steal your credit card or harvest your organs just <laughs> just just look around real quick you know funny enough i had this similar similar scenario in south africa mm-hmm. it was after the ha- a hackathon which we mm-hmm. our group failed miserably okay i failed miserably Honestly, I, I, I don't want to blame my team. I failed miserably in the hackathon. I completely messed up our presentation. But anyway, point being, it was a learning experience, right? Mm-hmm. We're having a nice little after party. Everyone's relaxed. The, the competition's over. Drinks are free. Food is free, right? This group of white girls come out of nowhere. Like, I think they're from the other side of the fence or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's, 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 it's a, it's a lounge. But we're in a private area because it's a private party mm-hmm. for the competition mm-hmm. competi- competitors, right? Mm-hmm. So somehow they entered into the, our private party and they just started acting really friendly with everyone. You know, like mm-hmm. they knew everyone and they were just so down for anything, right? Mm-hmm. And I can't describe the chill. There was a chill up my spine one of these girls mm-hmm. was giving me. And she was like super cute and everything, but the way how she was grabbing me and talking to me and like, yeah, let's go to another club, you know, no, no, bring all of your friends, stuff like that. I bring my friends. It was just like too fast, too soon, you know. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a scenario like that where something yes, just like it, it just gave you such a bad tingle? Like yes, I have. Like yes, like your Spider Man and your Sixth Sense, your Spider Sense just tells you now, nah, man, get out, get out, get out. No, I think it goes back to being a hunter gatherer. You know, it's like as human beings, we're built to struggle to get whatever we want, right? Yeah. Whether it's like whether it's it's food, whether it's just a nice place to sleep, we were built to struggle to get all these things. Mm. So like, so, especially some as for for men, for straight men, something as valuable as you know as as beautiful as a woman that should be the hardest thing to get right that, that should be the it hardest is. thing to get that should not come easy things. at all yeah right if that comes easy for any man for any straight man if that comes easy your brain goes off like no this can't be right this can't be right yeah this, like it can't and, nothing should be this easy easy and if you're average looking you know the struggle of being rejected by yes. most women yeah that's what even makes the idea of this woman giving it to you so easy even harder to believe right yeah because for the longest like... time you've been rejected and you know how easy it is and you know yourself right that constant rejection affirms your position in the social hierarchy <laughs> right it affirms it, it reminds you of where you are yeah. <laughs> it reminds you of where you are you know, you're not like the Brad Pitt looking guy. If you were, you'd be getting women all the time, right? You're just yeah. Oscar or you're just Jason. Yeah. So when a hot woman comes along, of extremely cute, somebody who you know is probably out of your league and starts giving it to you very easily, wants to give it up very easily to you. She wants an organ and she wants that right liver, Oscar. The right <laughs> kidney. She wants the right kidney, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your brain goes off. Like, there's no way. Like, I'm the one who's used to getting rejected. What's happening? He's coming on to me? 
what's happening? What's happening? And I don't even want to bring in the psychological, like being rejected on the playground, girls calling you ugly, stuff like that. We all have our own yep. stories, you know? Yeah. All right. So final comments, final thoughts. Yeah, final comments. So I think we actually, we haven't talked so much on the economics. We just <laughs> we went on such a big tangent. But either way, either way, life in Japan, as far as economy class class struggle in quotes is concerned, I think in Japan we we don't see we, most people we do meet are just middle class, right? Because that's the vast majority majority of people here. And in Kenya, we were in a place where we could see both both sides. Like we growing up, we had maids, right? That's and so usually, crazy to think about. How, can you imagine having a maid here in Japan? No, it's too it's too expensive. It's you literally must be one forty thousand a month. Yeah, you must be a politician yeah. or some high class ranking official somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So like we grew up with maids, and of course the maids usually came from really poor backgrounds. And the thing about seeing someone who's poor, who grew up poor, it's like it's in the way they talk, it's in the way they stand. You know, like you can tell. Like <laughs> it sounds it sounds bad, but it's like the poverty is in their blood, right? You can see it right away. Right? They don't have to say much. You can almost... And again, it sounds very, very negative. But this is just what I saw growing up. When you meet someone who's living in poverty, they don't have to say much. You can see it right away. Right away. This person is poor. Yep. The things that interest them, the way they react to objects. It's... Like going to a village in Kenya, right? Yeah. You you come with your with your parents' car and all the kids run and they want to see the car, right? Yeah. Or you have your phone. It doesn't have to be a nice phone. Just have a smartphone, any smartphone. And everyone's like, oh wow, show it, show me, show, show me, show me, show me. Mm-hmm. It's there, it's there. And like in Japan, you don't see that. Everyone right now has an either an iPhone 12 or an iPhone 13. No one seems to care. Can you imagine having an iPhone 13 in Kenya? I'm literally our children or my previous students rather. Nine-year-olds, seven-year-olds are walking around with iPhones. Exactly. Exactly. It's... We we don't... You and I live in Japan. We've, we, I think we've forgotten what it was like being in Kenya. Oh, yeah, Being exposed sure. to the poor. Being oh, exposed sure. to Man, it's... You see it so much. Like, you actually fear being like them, right? You, you truly fear being like them. Yeah. It's... Again, it's a reminder that you like back in the day in our adult lives you and i were not different from them we're literally no. just one bad day away from being them exactly, exactly. one bad day like the joke it's just one bad day yeah yeah all it takes like for us in our teenage years and younger years what happens if we lost our parents you know exactly exactly we would be them straight away straight away straight away it's our parents who are making the money not us we yeah, just become yeah. them yeah You'd have been Man. sent off to your grandparents' house. And yeah. you would have lived with them. And you would have gone to go a farm. Go and be a farmer. Go and work on the fields. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> we would not even be here making a podcast. No. No, everything we have now, it's like, it's because of our parents. The fact that we're living comfortably in Japan, it's not because of us. It's because of our parents. And, and uh, you know, the ability to afford us a good education and all these opportunities to come here. The ability to generate revenue by yourself. Yes. Was all paid for. By that education that your parents got, got for you. Yes, 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 yes. And you, another thing, another thing that people in the Western world might not know: in Kenya, most schools are not free. 
is there is there free education in Kenya? I don't think so. Nope. I think you have to pay something wherever you go. The subsidized right? maybe for public schooling, but yes, not free. It's, it's never. Free. It's not free. It's never free, right? So we went to some of the best schools in Kenya, right? Yep, private schools. If I, if I look up, okay, I'm just gonna look up the price of the school I went to, right? The, hold on, I'm gonna look it up right now. I think it's crazy. Uh, hold on, hold on. 2021-2022 the first year of enrollment in my school now would be 543,000 bro we me my 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 dad was paying 150 per year no not 150 it was 80 80 80 he was paying 240 so it's double basically double nice. nice to be fair to the school they added uh, a lot more things they added a boarding school towards the end they added like a second cafeteria and stuff like that so i can understand why they need to hike up some of the prices and tuition right but now mm-hmm. it's doubled man it's like whew. let me look i can't seem to find mine and let me see i can't I, okay i found the fee structure let's see what crazy fees we're paying <gasps> I know. and if you're in high school it's one million per year. That was just oh, junior God. school. Oh God! I, my high school were paying eighty, eighty or ninety per semester, so that was like two hundred k, two hundred and forty per year. That's this okay. is four times that amount. So listen, so listen to this, Jason. In my school, the fee per term—that's three months of school—is was how? What is this? Around more than five thousand dollars. Wait, 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 per term? Yes. No way. Yes. I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at the fee structure right now online. More than $5,000 per term. That's 500,000 yen per term. So that is 1.5 million per year. That's that's like a good university. A decent university mm-hmm. abroad. No, that that's more expensive than Osaka University here in Japan. What's going on? The private yes so now listen to this so now our parents they worked hard obviously in order to afford this kind of thing right yeah and that's why you and i like our world we were exposed to the world at an early age through our education like going to this kind of private schools in kenya you interact with a lot of foreigners right because there were many foreign students as well yeah right but your world doesn't isn't just nairobi or Mombasa or kenya your world is the actual world you dream of going to the UK, you dream of going to Germany, you dream of going to America, to Japan like us. Literally, my high school and elementary, my one of my childhood friends was German. White kid. Yes. Living in Kenya. Yep, yep. The girl I first had a crush on was a Dutch girl. Yeah. Like you said, it was a good, our classrooms or our schools were a representation of the world. Yes. So now I think we were exposed to all these things and that's why we can live comfortably in Japan right now because our parents they struggled for us they struggled for us and also luckily enough they didn't die before we left the home you know yes so many yeah. things this, this whole thing was a nice look to give us remind us of perspective yes <laughs> give us that perspective again because yeah life is good i think we can just life edit that life is good so many Wait, things could have gone wrong but yep. things have gone most things have gone right for us to be mm-hmm. here so mm-hmm. appreciate mm-hmm. our parents and appreciate everyone 
And with that, we also appreciate our wonderful listeners. This has been mm-hmm. a long-winded episode. I'm pretty sure Oscar, Oscar will edit out most of the stuff that's not needed, you know, and stick to the core meat. You know, everyone likes the meat of the course. Uh, at least... Everyone likes the meat at the core. Yeah. The meat at the core. So the meat at the, at the core of the meal, Oscar will find mm-hmm. that. Keep to that as usual thank you guys for making this possible thank you for thank the you listens so much. and um we're gonna be here with another episode next week and yes we will sir yes we will thank you oscar thank you jason and thank you listeners and jason what's going on next time for dreams x trash bye 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 hey you what time is it you look pretty bored. Just done with one episode. And the bus or train isn't where you're supposed to be yet. Here's an idea. Open your browser. Type in dreamsxtrash.com and free yourself from the claws of boredom. Up on that beautifully titillating website, you will find everything you need regarding dreamsxtrash. Our Instagram our Facebook, our YouTube, our LinkedIn, our Twitter. More and more content to free you from the clutches of boredom. Go ahead, type it in. Go for a ride. Jason has some really interesting things up for you on YouTube. Check it out. You'll thank me later.